Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode, if you will, number 964, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other uh, reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim, therefore, of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, (coughs) pardon me, It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell that awaits every soul that does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. By believing what Jesus Christ said, For he preached the gospel first and best when he said the most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you want to get saved from perishing in hell, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. And if you want to be saved, first, dear friend, you need to understand and accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, God's Ten Commandments. We all have. You say, well, not me. Yes, you have too. Have you ever lied before? Have you ever told your father or your mother a lie? Have you ever stolen anything even from your own family members? Saying, I'll pay it back later. Did you ever lust after somebody 
in your heart or something? Have you ever lusted in your heart after somebody or something? I said, boy, I, I wish I had that. Or I wish I had her. Or I wish I had him. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? Cursing with his name? Saying, oh my blank. Have you ever dishonored your parents? That's right. In God's sight, that's a, a sin as well. Dishonoring your parents, disrespecting your parents, being mean and hateful to your parents. We all have sin, haven't we? I just named five of the Ten Commandments. We all have done evil in God's sight, haven't we? We all have broken His Ten Commandments, haven't we? If you can agree with that, we can move on. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <clears throat> we all have sinned. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. Always. Nobody but nobody gets away with sin. I don't care how pretty you are, how handsome you think you are, I don't care how much money you have, Elon Musk will not get away with sin, nor will Bezos, two of the richest men in the world, nor the head of Facebook or Apple. Nobody will get away with sin. All sin has to be paid for. Either you're going to pay for it yourself in hell, or you're going to believe in Jesus Christ who has already paid for it. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin, and there's no other reason why we die. We do not die from a car crash. We do not die from the coronavirus plague, we do not die because of cancer, we do not die because of cardiac arrest. We die because of S-I-N, that's how bad sin is. Sin causes your death. That's why you're going to die. Now, that's an education for some of you, that is a revelation for others. What did Mrs. Judd die of? She died of sin. She didn't die of mental illness. She died because of sin in her life and in our lives. We're going to die for sin as well. For the Bible makes it very clear. clear. The wages of sin is death. Now what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die because of your sin from this beautiful place called earth, and the earth is beautiful, has always been beautiful. 
The earth is so beautiful, there are scenes in your mind from years gone by you can't get out of your mind. And sometimes you'll go back in your mind to that place of that scene. It's so beautiful. But if God will allow you to die because of your sin, and he will, you need to understand and you need to accept the fact that you're going to die. He will also allow you to go to hell because of your sin and your rejection of his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. So thirdly, dear friend, understand and accept the fact that you are on the road to hell as I speak. Jesus Christ said and preached many times on hell. He preached more on hell than all of the prophets of the Bible. He preached more on hell than all of the apostles in the Bible. And sad to say he preached more on hell than most preachers living today. Have you ever heard a preacher preach on hell? Well, Jesus Christ was a hellfire and brimstone preacher full of love. He preached on hell to warn you not to go to hell and to believe in him so that you would not go to hell. He did that because he loves you. In one of his famous sermons on hell, he said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed that is, with an amputated hand, if you can't keep your hands from putting uh, them on, uh, keep your hands from touching a, a woman that you're not married to, a man you're not married to, cut it off, he said. Maimed. Better for you to be maimed. Better for you to enter into life maimed with an amputated hand than having two hands to go into hell. Into, what, what is hell? Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life. That is with an amputated foot. Skipping and hopping. It's better for you to skip and to hop. And have a cane and have some crutches going to heaven. Than having both feet going to hell. Is what Jesus Christ is saying to you. Because that's how bad hell is. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Jesus made it very clear. I believe all of God's called good preachers. They make it clear. They make the message clear. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. My dear friend, you're just one foot, one step away from hell. As I speak. Well, preacher, I, I got some more jam, jam, boogie, boogie things I need to do. I got some more 
women I need to run. I got some more men I need to be with. So I don't, I'm not trying to hear all of that right now, preacher. You're just one step from hell. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. And hell is a place of torment. Jesus Christ made that clear in this passage. <clears throat> hell is a place of burning and pain. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. You don't have to go uh, to the place called hell where the fire is never quenched. The good news is what I quoted to you earlier. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, made it very clear when he said the most important words ever said to mankind. For God so loved the world. God so loved you. God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son. He gave up his son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. That whosoever, the word whosoever, means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in his sight. Whosoever believeth, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, to depend upon Jesus Christ. In him, whosoever believeth in him, Jesus Christ, that's who we're talking about, the God-man, Emmanuel, God with us. He was born of a virgin God. That means that no man had sex with Mary's uh, with Mary, his mother, before he was born. She was pure as the driven snow. God, the Son of God. He went about life doing good. He never did anybody wrong, but we did him wrong. No man has been... Uh, Betrayed, backstabbed, done wrong more than Jesus Christ. Yet he went about doing good. He fed thousands with just a, a little bit of food, miraculously. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind, gave hearing to the deaf, made the dumb to speak. 
he broke up funerals because he raised the dead. And then after one man had been dead for a while and was stinking in mummy-type clothes, he went to the tomb of Lazarus one day, and this is a biblical fact and a historical fact, He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. Because he is the son of God, somebody said if he just said come forth, everybody in the grave would have come forth. The son of God. You need to get to know him. Because if he can raise the dead after several days, he can do whatever you need. the Son of Man, the Son of God. One day, he walked on the water like we walk on carpet because he made the water. One day, he was taking a nap on a ship and there was a storm and everybody was uh, up in arms on the ship and Jesus calmly got up and said, Peace be still." Translated, waves sit down, wind be quiet. Why? Because he made the wind, and and they and they they obeyed him. The disciples were so taken back. They said, "What manner of man is this? He's the Son of God." That's why millions celebrate Christmas. That's why to this day, over 2,000 years later, millions celebrate Easter. Why are you not with them? Now you know. They're worshiping the Son of God, and therefore they're worshiping God. Do you know him? If not, why not? If not, get to know him today by believing in him, trusting in him, praying and asking him to save you so that he can save you from the hell to come. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you, the Bible says, shalt be saved. No, you don't have to be in a church to get saved. Hardly anybody in their right mind is not in a church building today. God has shut down many churches because of our sin in the church, our hypocrisy in the church. So you don't need to be in a church building. You don't have to be a member of a church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to receive the right hand of fellowship. You don't even have to get baptized to get saved. The thief on the cross got saved. And was assured of it because Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. 
He never got off the cross and got baptized by Jesus or anybody else. He went straight to heaven, not baptized. No church membership, no singing in the choir, never paid a dime in tithes and offerings. He went straight on to heaven because of Christ who was dying on the cross for him. And so, my dear friend, don't wait on anything or anybody. Don't call your mama, don't call your daddy. Just get saved right now, believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't even call your pastor. You do it right now. Believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. From what? From hell? From hell? And saved saved to what? Saved to heaven, to be with the Lord. So follow me in prayer right now. If you want to be saved, call on his name, and he will save your soul. If he can save me, a man who hated his dad because his dad was a preacher who hated church with the passion and hated the church folk in the church with the passion, running away from God, swore and cursed and swore to his friends that he would never be a preacher like his dad. That was the last thing on earth he wanted to be and I now have been preaching by the grace of God for over 42 years. If he can save me and change my life, he can save you and change yours right now. So follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ. That's the main thing. Let's pray together. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins, my failures and my faults, for I have come short of your standard, your holy standard. For Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy and grace upon my soul, and please forgive me of all of my sins, as I now believe in my heart Lord Jesus Christ in you. I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. And that you have paid my sin debt. Please fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me of any man into in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, today please email that to us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Uh, If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. At this time, my beloved, we will resume the service, the standing between the living and the dead service already in progress. And this will be your first Bible study since you have been saved today. Today, beloved, we are reading in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 2, verse 12. Let's pray first. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your holy gospel that has saved millions over the decades and over the years. And we pray that millions would hear the gospel today in the Ukraine, in Russia, in Moldova, in Poland, and all across Europe, all across Africa, all across the Americas, Australia, and around the globe, have your gospel to go forth. And Lord, you said if we lift you up, Lord Jesus, if we lift the Lord Jesus Christ up, you will draw all men unto yourself. We still pray for millions to be saved if that has not already been done through the preaching of your gospel through this ministry and through other ministries around the globe. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray. Bless uh, the study of your word and the reading of your word. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and forsake. Amen. The Lord Malachi Malachi chapter 2 verse 12 The Lord will cut off the man that doeth this the master and the scholar out of the tabernacles of Jacob and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2, verse 12. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the BKC. The prophet invoked a curse on any Jew who had committed or would commit this sin of marrying a pagan, an unbeliever. 
by the way that's what God has taught us as Christians we should not marry a lost person a pagan and if they deceive you and you get married to them uh, and you made your vows to God and they want to stay uh, God says you ought to allow them to stay and uh, and so that is the case with my wife and I she wants to stay even though I believe that she is not saved and uh, I have told her she's welcome to leave anytime but uh, she has chosen to stay and so by God's grace I'm allowing her to stay be that as it may, to be cut off from the tents of Jacob meant either that the man would die or that his line would cease and he would have no descendants in Israel. The phrase, er, we, or ne, is difficult to translate. The NIV translates it, whoever he may be. The, NS, the NASB, which is more literal, reads, everyone who awakes and answers. And the KJV has the master and the scholar. Some translate it, who gives testimony. Perhaps this was a proverbial expression uh, whose meaning is not clear today. The last clause, even though he brings offerings to the Lord Almighty, emphasizes the hypocritical and insensitive attitude of these, or rather of those, who committed this sin of intermarrying. One is shocked to read that despite the abomination such a person committed he still brought offerings to seek the Lord's favor shall we pray Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you for your amazing word your amazing love your amazing grace and your amazing mercy have your holy word to find a lodging place in our hearts and help us to love it more, to cherish it more, to read it more, to study it more, help us to obey it more, help us to apply it to our lives more, help us to share it more, to preach it more, to teach it more, and to preach your holy gospel more. Until the end, in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. 
Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately, you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold, dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ the loving and lowly one preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also, the Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe 
in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. 
So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.